Hey friends, this is Linda, and you're listening to Calling Water. We're continuing on our podcast each week to look at a passage of scripture and ask ourselves two very important questions. What does it mean and what does it call us to do? In today's episode, Because You Say So, we're looking at the story of Jesus calling his first disciples in Luke chapter 5 and how we are all similarly called to let down our nets and fish for people. Let's get started. Our text for today begins with Jesus standing by the Lake of Gennesaret, otherwise known as the Sea of Galilee. It was no accident that Jesus chose this location and this particular time of day because it just so happens that fishermen were coming in from a long night of fishing and were washing their nets while Jesus drew a crowd in their direction. Yes, Jesus was there for the crowd, but Jesus was also there for these unsuspecting fishers. Jesus climbs into one of the boats, one belonging to Simon, and asks him to pull out from the shore a little bit. Now, scholars believe that Jesus did this so that the water would carry his voice to the crowd standing at the water's edge, creating a natural acoustic amp, if you will. Now, this tells us that a sizable crowd had gathered to hear Jesus speak in order for him to take such measures. So, Even before the disciples were officially called, Jesus had already amassed quite a following. So he could have chosen anybody to be in his inner circle, but he deliberately came here to choose these disciples. After Jesus is done speaking to the crowd, Jesus directly addresses Simon. He says in Luke chapter 5 verse 4, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. So I went fishing maybe once in my entire life. I was very young and everything about the experience was unappealing to me. I was getting nauseated from being on the boat. I was squeamish about touching the live bait or even the artificial bait for that matter. I didn't know the proper way to throw the line or reel it in after I had caught absolutely nothing. So needless to say, I know pretty much nothing about fishing, except that it requires a lot of skill, patience, and sometimes maybe even luck. But the one thing I've heard is that it's much easier to catch fish at night than it is during the day because fish are less skittish in the dark and when there is less activity at the surface of the water. So let's pretend to be Simon for just a second. Simon is not a novice fisherman. He's been doing this for a living for, we could imagine, for a number of years. And he had just come out of a long night of fishing to no avail. So if he had no luck at night, it probably makes no sense for him to try again in broad daylight. And no doubt Simon had thought these things as well. But... This is how he chooses to answer Jesus in verse 5. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now, people usually interpret this verse to mean that Simon already had great faith in Jesus and was willing to obey immediately. After all, Simon had been witness to the kind of charisma Jesus had, 
based on the sheer number of people who had shown up at the shore to listen to him speak. And it's probably true. But I think something else could also be at play here. To a certain degree, I think Peter could possibly be humoring Jesus. He knows Jesus has some kind of authority and seems to be a wise teacher. And he doesn't want to upset him, but between the two of them, Simon is the expert angler, not Jesus. So the tone reads to me more like, look, I've tried everything, okay? And it hasn't worked. Here, see for yourself. But it matters not what Simon's attitude was going into the situation. Whether it was by pure faith in Jesus' words or reluctantly indulging this nice man, what matters is that Simon did as Jesus said. He put out into deep water, dropped his nets, and before long, his nets were breaking under the weight of all the fish he had caught, so much so that he had to signal to their partners in the other boat to help. And even then, both boats began to sink from all the fish they had caught. So what were the reactions of these fishermen to this implausible outcome? We read in verses 8 through 10, When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Uh, considering Simon and his associates were career fishermen, I find their response to be sort of odd. Clearly, Jesus was some kind of marine life whisperer. Why not keep him around? Why not grill him on how he knew how to do this? Why tell this man who helped you catch enough fish to sustain, to sustain you for months, go away from me? Now, this is why I say it doesn't matter what Simon's motive was at the beginning. Whether or not he truly believed Jesus was sent by God at this point in the story, Simon knows for sure that Jesus is no ordinary human being. He had heard Jesus teaching the crowd, so already he had an inkling that Jesus was different, and the things he was saying about the kingdom of God was probably nothing like he's ever heard before. But now he saw that Jesus was not just a talker. He could do the things he taught, and then some. Upon seeing Jesus clearly, Simon sees himself even clearer. He feels undeserving of this attention and miracle that Jesus is giving him. Jesus singled him and his friends out for a reason, and he knows that whatever the implications are, they're bound to be huge. And they were, because Jesus says to Simon in the second half of verse 10, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Now, if you read this verse in the original Greek, which I don't imagine you will, the verb used for fish for makes it clear that Jesus is calling Peter and the others to bring in people, just as they have previously brought in fish. But the ambiguous wording that is allowed in English gives us another food for thought, that these disciples were not only to fish for people, as in reel them in toward God, but also fish for people, like on behalf of people. 
to supply for and to help others in need. Because Jesus' ministry was very much about both these things. And these first four guys, Simon, his brother Andrew, though his name is not mentioned in this particular gospel, James and his brother John, respond to this calling by pulling their boats up to shore, leaving everything, and following Jesus. Just like that. So, what does this passage call us to do? Well, very clearly, this passage simply calls us. That is, Jesus calls us. I know when we hear this kind of message about being fishers of people, it always sounds like we all need to become evangelists right away. And some of you might have no desire to do that, quite frankly. But to fish for people, simply put, is to be used by God. Because when God uses you, it is in service of others. Think about that. God never calls anyone just so they can serve themselves. But God calls all sorts of people in all walks of life for all kinds of purposes for others. So if you are being used by God in any way, guess what? You are already fishing for people. Now take a look at these fishermen Jesus called. As a kid growing up in Sunday school, I was led to believe that these fishermen were stinky, poor, uneducated simpletons who Jesus called because of their naivete. But on the contrary, in a town where fishing was the main source of commerce, these guys were successful business owners. Moreover, we know that they were diligent people because fishing was painstaking and laborious work. Jesus started off his ministry by calling useful people who knew what it was like to work hard. Even though this was going to be a complete change in their career, and even though Simon may have felt inadequate and even unworthy to breathe the same air as Jesus, because Jesus called them, they knew they were ready. No matter what they thought of themselves, because Jesus called them, they knew they were capable. So that's why they left everything and decided to follow Jesus. So then whatever became of their families? It's interesting. Jesus calls four people who not only had the same occupation, but two sets of brothers, Simon and Andrew and James and John. And there were no doubt primary providers for their family. Wasn't it irresponsible for them to abandon their families and follow Jesus? But it's interesting because Jesus calls them, but doesn't leave their family hanging. The miraculous catch of fish shows that Jesus can supply all their needs. Because if you go back and read the text, what does it say? As soon as the soon-to-be disciples pulled their boats up to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. That means all that fish, two boatloads full, were left behind for the families of the four men. Isn't that incredible? This shows how magnanimous our Savior is, providing for not just our needs, but for the needs of our loved ones. And also how much the fishermen trusted Jesus to provide for them if they followed him. 
They knew if Jesus could do something like this, they didn't need to worry about anything on this new path that they had chosen. So they knew they were capable to fish for people. They knew they would have all the resources necessary to fish for people. But what did it mean to fish for people? And how were they going to do it? And this is why the fact that Jesus chose fishers as his first recruits is just so, for a lack of a better word, clever. Now, we tend to imagine fishing with a rod and a line, but fishing back in those days was all about nets. Fishermen in biblical times spent a great deal of their fishing careers making, cleaning, and mending their nets. Now, if we can use the net as an analogy for our calling, I think we can see a clearer picture of how Jesus wants us to fish for people. Firstly, nets need to be cared for. Once they are made, they are cleaned and mended so that they can be once again useful. We see our fishers doing exactly this in the opening verses of Luke chapter 5. And you know, cleaning nets, the same goes for our calling. And when I say calling, I don't mean a call to full-time ministry or serving in the church. I mean the universal call to follow Jesus. Now this calling needs to be cared for. Once you make that decision to follow Jesus, you need to maintain it. You need to cultivate your calling by regularly cleaning out the parts that are hindering your walk with God. And we need to mend the broken parts of our relationship with God as well. Choosing to follow Jesus means to continue making the choice to follow Jesus. Secondly, nets bring in all sorts of fish. And with the state of our polluted oceans, occasionally it also brings in pieces of garbage. But the job is to drop the net, not sort the catch. So in our life with Jesus, we need to be better about net fishing. Meaning the people we love, the people we accept, the people we reach out to, we can't be selective about it. Matthew chapter 13 verse 47 says, Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. And we need to be better about casting our nets as wide as possible. Show the love of Jesus to everyone, not just to people you care about. I mean, that doesn't mean we necessarily have to go out and harass perfect strangers and say, please can I talk to you about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? But when God's word and God's love is integrated into your person, then you end up sharing the good news and casting that net without even realizing that you are. So, how will you obey Jesus and cast your net? Is he calling you to be more committed to living out your faith? Maybe to invest more in learning God's word and even talking to God? Is he calling you to let go of something in your life so that he can give you something even better? Is he calling you to level up your involvement at the church and serve in a new way? Whatever it is, if the word is coming from Jesus, then it's wise to obey. Because Jesus says so, we are capable. Because Jesus says so, we have 
what we need. And because Jesus says so, we should follow. Throwing our nets out there and living for God is labor-intensive and sometimes slow work. But if we keep at it and keep trusting that Jesus knows what he's talking about, one day he will draw us to that deep water. And what happens next? We won't be able to contain it. Let's pray. God, thank you for calling us to enter into a relationship with you. Even though not all of us are serving in the same capacity, all of us are invited to live for you and be a witness to your goodness and love. So help us to let go of all our inhibitions and uncertainties and let down our nets. Whatever is holding us back is not greater than your word. The same word that was there in the beginning, that was the architect of all of creation, that is the healer of sickness and the fixer of broken hearts. Because you say so, we know that following you is the right choice, and you will give us everything we need to walk with you. May we be useful fishers of people wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen.